When I was a teenager, uh, there was a family in my church who owned a bait shop called the Fisherman's Center. Uh, they gave me my first job. Uh, I worked there in the store, sweeping, stocking, cleaning, odd jobs. Later, uh, I got to work on the charter boat, which meant that I got to go fishing all day. I didn't get to catch anything. I had to hand the pole off to, to the customers, but uh, I was out there on Lake Michigan for many, many hours uh, fishing. I became a professional fisherman. Notice I didn't say I was a good fisherman. I was a professional fisherman, which basically means I got paid to go fishing, which is a pretty good gig if you can get it. And, and all that summer going out on Lake Michigan, it, it, was, it was beautiful. It was wonderful. But one of the things that I learned was that fishing and storytelling go together like peanut butter and jelly. Everyone had a story, including me. I still do. And many of the stories that I tell are true. In our gospel lesson today, we heard part of a true story about a fisherman named Simon Peter. Originally, uh, he, he was just Simon. Until he became one of Jesus' disciples, Jesus changed his name. He says, you know, you will be Peter. Um, and so it gets a little bit confusing. Sometimes he's called Simon, sometimes he's called Peter, sometimes he's Simon Peter. It's all the same guy. And he had a brother named Andrew, and they were professional fishermen of a different sort than I was. They were the kind that went out with nets, and they caught large amounts of fish in order to sell them. That's, that's how they made their living. Um, they seem to have had a partnership with a man named Zebedee. Um, and uh, at a minimum, he was friends with Zebedee's sons, uh, a couple guys by the names of James and John. Maybe you've heard of them. Simon was a talker. He was bold. He often spoke at times when he should have been quiet. He was also a man of faith. Very deep, sincere faith. One time... He and Andrew and, and uh, James and John had been working all night long, and they had caught nothing. And that, my friends, is a horrible feeling. Trust me. A teacher came and, and sat down in Simon Peter's boat to teach the crowds. He was kind of using the boat like a pulpit. And, and this really wasn't a, pri a problem for Simon and for the others because they were there cleaning up after their night's work. They're mending their nets. They're, they're getting everything set. And so, yeah, go ahead. Sit. Talk. And, and uh, that teacher's name was Jesus. Now, him, I'm pretty confident you've heard of, right? Good. All right. Just need to make sure about that. Um, and he's there, and he's preaching, and he's talking. But then, then he says to Simon, take the boat out into the deep water. Let's catch some fish. Remember, Simon is a professional fisherman. He knows that this is not the right time to go fishing. He knows that he's been out all night long. But he goes. And Jesus provides this huge catch of fish. It, it was so big that the nets were tearing. It was so big that once they got the fish in the boats, the boats were starting to sink. They had to signal for help to come from the shore, and, and they're just 
All of a sudden, a, a night of fruitless work is completely made up for in a moment, in one catch. And Peter, Peter knew a miracle when he saw it. And he recognized that Jesus was a man of God, that there was something special, something holy that was going on here. And he falls at Jesus' feet right there in the boat. And he says, away from me, Lord, because I am a sinful man. Hmm. Can you resonate with that? Have you ever felt unworthy to be in Jesus' presence? Jesus says to Peter, do not be afraid. From now on, you're going to fish for people. And he invited Peter, follow me. And Peter did. He followed Jesus. He listened to Jesus. He saw Jesus' miracles. He learned from Jesus. And he served as one of Jesus' closest disciples. He was convinced that Jesus was God's promised Savior. That he was the one that, that would come in into the world and save people from their sins. That he was the Christ. That he was the Messiah. And friends, that is a beautiful place to be. Full of faith and hope and trust. And maybe, maybe your confirmants are feeling some of that this morning. As you're getting ready to stand up and confess your faith in, in Jesus as you stand before us. This is, this is a good moment. It's a wonderful thing to have your hearts full of faith in our Savior. Peter was convinced. He was faithful. He was bold and he was strong. But then, then, Jesus was betrayed. He was arrested. Earlier in that same evening that Jesus was betrayed, Jesus had warned Peter that Peter would deny Jesus before the rooster crowed that coming morning. Not once, not twice but three times. And he did. I do not know him, he said. He swore it, took an oath. And the third time he denied knowing Jesus, a rooster crowed. And Jesus, Jesus turned away from his own trial and he looked at Peter. What would, what would you do in a moment like that? When you know you have failed and the person that you failed looks you right in the eye. Peter ran away, weeping, inconsolable. He took off humiliated and ashamed. Have you been there? It's a terrible thing to experience. It happens, though, that we do things that, that later we are very ashamed of them, ashamed of ourselves. Times when we hurt people, times we failed, times we, we not only did the wrong thing, but we did the wrong thing with gusto. Times that we were weak, times that we gave in, the times that shame us can take many forms and these moments of, of shame make us wonder, who are we? What kind of people are we? Is this really who we want to be? And shame can make us question, where do we, where do we stand with God? 
Can he still love us after the things that he's done? Peter, Peter was ashamed. He was ashamed and he, he didn't know where he stood with Jesus anymore. He didn't know where he stood with himself. He didn't know where he stood with God. And he didn't know what to do. He didn't know who he was. Was he a disciple still? Was he the kind of man who, who would deny a friend? What he knew was that he used to be a fisherman. So he went fishing. And some of his friends went with him, some of his fellow disciples. And they fished all night. And they caught nothing. Again, a miserable feeling. And suddenly there's this voice from the shore. Children, do you have any fish? No. Cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. And they cast the net on the right side of the boat, the starboard side. It's not right as in correct. It's right as in right. And, and suddenly they have so many fish that they can't haul in the net. There are 153 big fish that they've caught. And John, John looks at Simon Peter and he says to him, it's the Lord. Because remember, they've experienced this before. This has happened another time before. It's the Lord. And Simon, Simon jumps in the lake and he swims to shore because he has got to get to Jesus. The others bring the boat in with the fish. And when they get there, Jesus already has a fire going. He's already made breakfast. There's bread and there's fish. He welcomes them. He feeds them. He even uses some of the fish that they just caught, honoring the work of those disciples. Yeah, bring it in. Help with breakfast. And after breakfast, Jesus says to Peter, Simon, do you love me? He asks the question not once, not twice, but three times. And the third time, Peter was, the translation that we read said, grieved. He was sad. He was heartbroken. He was ashamed. He recognized the pattern. Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. The swagger is gone. It doesn't matter what he says. It only matters what Jesus knows. Jesus says to him, feed my sheep. And Simon Peter, he was still Peter, the disciple. He's called to catch people with the gospel. And Jesus says to him, follow me. We will all find ourselves in that place where we know that we're not living the way that we should. Each and every one of us here sins. And in our sin, we deny our Lord Jesus, similar to what Peter did. Maybe not to the same degree, but similar. But it's a denial. 
It's even a denial of our love for Jesus, our Lord and our God. And that is a horrible feeling as we experience the shame and the separation that our sin brings into our lives. Separation from our families, from people that we love, even from God. And when this happens, and confirmants notice, I didn't say if this happens, I said when this happens, because it will. When this happens, remember this fisherman's story. Jesus welcomed, fed, and restored Simon Peter. He will welcome, feed, and restore you too. Do you know why? Because he loves you. He loves you so much that he died on the cross to pay for your sins, for every shame. And now, now he lives to give us forgiveness and new life. He reconciles us to God and he gives us a new beginning. And he says to each and every one of us here, follow me. Following Jesus does not mean that you will be perfect. Peter wasn't perfect. Even after this, we read in the book of Acts that he messed up again. You know, he had to receive forgiveness yet again and again and again. But following Jesus does mean turning away from our sin. It means repenting. It means living as Jesus leads us to live. Following Jesus means struggling with temptation, striving and failing, and coming back to Jesus again and again. Even when we're totally ashamed, and we come back because he is the God who welcomes sinners, who feeds us, and he restores us. Jesus says, follow me. Today, he's leading you confirmands to confess your faith in him. He's leading us all to come to his table and to welcome, be welcomed into his presence and, and feed on him and on his forgiveness. He leads us out to be fishers of people, sharing the good news of God's love in Jesus' death and resurrection. And he's leading us to live as his people in this world. I bet, I bet that Peter was amazed to hear those words spoken to him. I bet you he was fearful of what he was going to hear from Jesus. And then, oh. And today, those words are spoken to you, to each and every one of you. Where Jesus says, follow me. Amen.